Hi, I'm Danielle, and this is One of Each. Hello, and welcome back to One of Each. Today's episode is with my friend Jonalyn, and we talk about being kid competition dancers, dance studio politics, the scary but effective high school program called Every 15 Minutes, and most importantly, Jonalyn's time on Broadway and being a Broadway swing. We also talk a little about teaching yourself how to do your job and financial literacy for millennials. It was a very fun conversation, and I hope you enjoy. It, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I started recording just because I don't... Um... I don't like know how to do these. Yeah. So I just like record everything, and then if it's like complete nonsense to start or end, I'll just trim it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah. That bathroom is like the size of my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> In my oh. apartment, <laughs> I was like, yeah. walked in, I was like, oh, I was expecting it to be like just a toilet. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's now we have laundry in there. Oh, it's so nice. It's beautiful. So I love it. Like, my apartment, I don't have laundry in the building. Oh, you And don't. I don't have a dishwasher. Oh, my God. <laughs> my parents have two dishwashers. That's, so, yeah, that's a big our, difference. You know, my, my apartment, our apartment's pretty big in New York, like, for our area, too. Yeah, where do you live? Um, I live in South Harlem, so mm. I'm on uh, 116th, or just around 116th. I have one other <clears throat> friend in Harlem. Oh. And he's like, yeah, you may know him, probably not, but he went to high school with me. His mm-hmm. name's Taylor. Taylor uh, Schubert? Yeah. Yeah. You know Taylor. Yeah. He I lives in Harlem. in New York, but uh, I met him through maybe YAE or something. Or I don't know. Just That's like funny. Their, I don't He's know, great. I've stayed with him once before. Oh, yeah. And it was my first time in Harlem, and I was like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> It's nice. Yeah, my area is like definitely like Harlem, Harlem, mm-hmm. because we're in South Harlem, so like the, people just haven't moved for... Who knows how long? Yeah, but it's a nice. But because of that, it's very neighborhoody. That's nice. You know, like that's like my area too. Everybody knows me and Penelope. That's cute. You know, like on walks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like aware of the people around me, and they know who I am and stuff. Like, definitely, we are like signs of gentrification. Yeah. Along with the Whole Foods that's ten blocks away. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> I like the area. It's very nice. Yeah. Um, I want to have you introduce yourself because I forgot the very first thing. Yeah. Um, it's basically just say like, hi, I'm John oh. and I'm blank years old. And then we'll, that's it. <laughs> We're recording right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Hi, I'm John and I'm 26 years old. And that sound you hear in the background is, um, gardeners. <laughs> it's really a beautiful backyard. <laughs> it is. I know. And they weren't here and then like right around 12. They came. Mm. Yeah. We can, we can wait a second. Although I will say these these mics pick up a lot better than the one I was trying to use before, Mm-mm. and that's why I just kept using my phone and everything else. Cause yeah, I bought you know you never know with Amazon. Yeah, but I bought this like really cool looking old mic, and it was supposed to plug into my phone and record through voice memos. Mm-hmm. It was like ten bucks, and I was like, this is hundred percent not going to work because yeah. it's too cheap. But I used it once, and it worked for like two seconds, and then it stopped working. But these plug into the computer, and it's a lot more official, so I'm yeah. like, I feel good about it. Yeah. I'm just going to turn off the Wi-Fi so my battery doesn't die. Great. Oh, so, how's it going? <laughs> this is, um, I feel like I need a little intro, because I mostly have interviewed, like, family and people that I babysat. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, Jonalyn, we have known each other for a very long time. 
I think I was probably like eight or nine or seven or eight. You came to CDT? I was like five, but you were probably then not there yet. Yeah. I mean, I came when I I started with the like three, four year olds. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we weren't in the same class until Mm -hmm. like you were probably like six or seven and I was seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a pretty long time because she's now 26 and I'm 27. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I think um, you're one of a few people from our former dance studio, CDT, which is California Dance Theater, who has actually like done it and become a Broadway person. Yeah. It's very exciting. <laughs> it is. I feel like you're one of like three people that Kim is probably proud of. I know. It's it's kind of funny though because um because I was not a bat like a ballerina, you know, I was like always the yeah. tap person or the character part or Yeah, whatever. and like we we kind of always got a little bit of shit for liking tap more than anything else. Yeah, oh, definitely got shit for that. Yeah. Um and it took a while. <laughs> it actually took me being in cats before I got asked to come back or teach. Oh my god. And this is Kat, this is Cats on Broadway which was not her first Broadway show. <laughs> so you'd already been on Broadway before being asked to come back because that was probably the first like lyrical ballet show. Yeah, I mean yeah. I had I I would always uh like say like hey so like funny. I'm going to be in town like do you want me to teach some like you know, I can teach some Susan Stroman rap or, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And I was always like, well, you know, we're really deep into rehearsals for the ballet and for Nutcracker <laughs> and for recital. And I was like, okay. Like, for recital, fine. please. <laughs> they barely rehearsed for the recital. That's amazing. Um, well, I'll say when I came back to see Nutcracker for the first time after college. Is that the doorbell? No, it's the clock. Oh, my gosh. This <laughs> is like Beauty and the Beast. I know. I'm like, there's no noise in this area of the house. There's just noise everywhere. No, I like that clock. It's like very formal. It's very old, yeah. I like it. But but no, but now I have a picture of me up on the wall at CDT <gasps> that I signed. Oh my stuff. god. Yeah. I, alumni wall. I think I didn't know there was an alumni wall and I definitely am not on it. But I I was um I think in one picture back like do you remember back at the old studio mm-hmm. before they built more, there was a hallway that had everyone's pictures on it if you were like a favorite. Or it was like the competition. It was competition wall. photos, yes. but it was also like some of the ballet girls just like alone. Yes, yeah. I was in one picture, and it was like I was—I had never been so proud yeah, in my I life. Don't, I don't think I was in any of those. Yeah, pictures. I, no, you were in a Mickey picture. Yo, the Mickey. And picture, I remember yes. I would pass it all the time and be like, "If only I had taken acro, I could have been in that dance." And like you did one cartwheel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, I still couldn't do it. That was like one of two jazz competition dances that they actually let me be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I was I was in um, one dance with Autumn, and it was River Deep, and it was I was eight, and that was my first competition. It was like a really cute, yeah, jazz dance with like shimmying, and we always got a lot of like woos for the shimmying because we were like so little that it just it's looked just so like shoulder pumps. Yeah, like <laughs> and some people couldn't even do them, so it was just kind of like up and down. Yeah, <laughs> but we did that dance, and I remember we. Um, we were at the awards ceremony, and somebody else... Oh, my God, sorry. Just, <laughs> this is not a very formal affair. Um, but we were at the awards ceremony, and another dance started with R, the same, like, R-I, and oh. they were, like, about to call out, like, who won the top score in our category, and they were like, something, and it wasn't us. And, like, we all kind of started crying a little, but, like, I was, like, really crying. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first cup and we got like high silver which is like barely anything right but when we got back to the studio like the next weekend 
Autumn like pulled me aside and was like, so I don't think I'm going to use you again because you um, cried a lot. <laughs> I was like, she what? Was such a bitch. <laughs> but like, I already was like clearly not going to be like a jazz dancer. Yeah. <laughs> she could have just like never cast me and I'd be like, all right, I get it. Yeah. But to pull me aside and then every other girl in our group, which was like Katie Ho and Jenna and Chase, they all got solos. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, she told me I wasn't going to get anything. So I guess um, that's correct. Yeah. And she used me in one more group piece that the costume for it, we, we were, me and Nicole were just talking about this because she was in it too. Oh. The costume was custom made. And for some reason, we did a photo shoot in the costume that we used for nothing. We like have the photos. Like they're just like for us. Yeah. And the costume was like $150 each. And me and Nicole were both in it. And my oh, mom was like, this God. dance just costumes is $300. Oh, my God. And I kept it for like, I think I still have the costume because I felt so guilty that it was yeah. so expensive. Yeah. Oh, it's just terrific. But then she never used me again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got my one more I chance. I think my one autumn dance was that duet. I think she choreographed the tap duet. What? I did with... One of the boys was it Kyle to like oh. the way you make me feel. Oh my and god, I, I remember like, that my... it was so cute. It was Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it was like my first competition dance, but that was the only thing that she used me in. And then I just did tap and tap. Why did I she choreograph the tap? I have no idea. That's weird. Oh gosh, That's but funny. I do remember after that competition because that one was in the Forum Theater. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom came up to me afterwards. These are the things that stick with you. Yes, seriously. And she was like, you know, I can tell when you're thinking about the choreography because your hands go into fists. So you really need to work on relaxing your hands. That's like such a cute thing to have happen to you, though. Like you're concentrating so hard that you're like making little fists on stage. Just like not doing the arms. Oh, that's funny. Oh, but now I get, now when I concentrate, one of my tap teachers in the city called it like my dinosaur arm because I get, I start, especially if I'm doing like hard tap, it like creeps up into this this little like raptor arm that's that's just like relaxed I do like a little pump. Yeah. Both hands straight in front of me, like elbows bent, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was always my thing with Maggie was I, I didn't use my upper body at all. It was like, I could do like, like rhythmically and tap is like, I'm good at it, mm-hmm. but I never like, I just realized this about myself recently, which I think is a weird thing for a performing arts kid, but I don't like performing. Mm-hmm. I just like practicing like yeah. a lot. Like I like learning and training. Uh-huh. But when it comes to like being on stage, I'm like terrified. I like, I know I'm going to mess something up and I never have before. Right. But I like the only thought I have is like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this up, and uh-huh. I'm gonna be the only one, and everyone in the balcony is gonna see me, and then I'll go home thinking like, well, I ruined the show. Yeah, never has happened, <laughs> but it's always my thought. And in class, I would just be like working on my feet, and right. I would just completely disregard my arms and like kind of just hold them to the side. Yeah. And Maggie would always be like, you have to use the top half of your body. I know. I always say like, and like you know in ballet when they'd be like. Now really like perform yeah. and you're wearing a diamond necklace and show it off. And I was always just like, this is stupid. No, we're not performing. Like I know we're not. And that was like the only thing I was like, maybe if I perform enough with my upper body, yeah. they won't see my sickled feet. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and my flat feet. Oh, oh God. boy. I, I always joke with cats. I was like, no one should ever pay me to point my foot in a jazz shoe on stage. Because <laughs> there was this like one move in cats where like you were like extended over your leg and you're like clawing out and you coming from a shunny turn. And I would like be reaching out my paw and my legs extended. No, I love it. Keep it. Your legs extended. And I would just see 
the sickled foot at the end of my leg. Oh, God. Every like, time it's like, bam. It's just like, dun, 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 sickle. And oh, my dun. God. <laughs> Did like, you wear oh, jazz shoes in Cats? Yes, we just wore Capizio jazz shoes. That, oh, my like, God. Our poor uh, Heather Torres, who was one of our uh, wardrobe people, was, like, also in charge of shoes. Yeah. And so she would come in during the day. She had, like, two or three times a week she'd have shoe call. She'd sit in this little nook and she'd repaint the little oh like brush strokes of the coordinating colors on all the different shoes. And so as a swing, I had different pairs of shoes for each cat because they all had to have like different Of course, they're all different colors. Things. I mean, they're all just black Capizio jazz shoes. That's crazy. Painted with paint. <laughs> That's like, I always think about that in um, like TV stuff where just like there's so many people that nobody knows what their job is and like people who are even people who work in TV like I literally had an interview for a writer's assistant job um like three weeks ago or so Mm -hmm. and or no the title was script coordinator okay so the script coordinator checks the typos of the scripts and they're the ones who send out revisions every time there's a change Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the whole job. And, like, checking in with clearances, making sure anyone who's sponsored, like, isn't seen in negative light. Mm -hmm. And just a lot of checking grammar and typos and sending out new drafts all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm not, I haven't done that job yet, but I've seen it and I could do it. And so I told the person who was interviewing me, I was like, you know what, my my job so far has been writer's assistant, but I can do this. And he was like, oh, well, I don't even know what the two jobs do. It's like, you're the head writer. Solid. Solid. <laughs> Nobody knows what anyone does except themselves. And that is a lesson I've learned this summer. Because then he told me all the duties of the script coordinator. And it was a writer's assistant job. And I was like, you know, I've done all that stuff and none of it is script coordinating. He's like, huh. Cool. 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 But like, there are so many people that just don't know what any jobs are. Yeah. Like, I would never have guessed that there's a specific person for like shoes. Yeah. I would assume, like, one wardrobe person has, she, like, a she, bunch of assistants, that kind of thing. Because, like, in TV, there's, like, maybe two or three wardrobe people per show, depending on how many yeah. costumes there are. And yeah. they all just do everything. Yeah. Ours and, like, kind of do that. stuff. Ours kind of do that, too. We have our, our wardrobe supervisor and the assistant wardrobe supervisor. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of there to, like, supervise and you know, help. They do, they like, when I try on understudy clothes, like they'll be the ones who will be like, okay, this needs to be altered or this, you know, whatever we need this for you, or this needs to be fixed, or can we do this for you? Um, and then everybody has dressers. So like for Mm -hmm. the eight ensemble girls, we have three dressers that kind of are in charge of all of our stuff. And are they like backstage or do you go off? Okay, cool. Yeah. So they're backstage. Um, and they also, then we also all Four of our principal ladies, so Katie, Regina, Karen, and Gretchen. Yeah, John Allen's in Mean Girls right now. <laughs> I mean forgot Girls to right now. <laughs> um, those four each have their own personal dressers because they have a lot of costume changes. Yeah. Um, but those dressers will also help when we have like a massive ensemble quick change. Like I am changed by Katie's dresser at one point, by uh, Karen's dresser at one point. Um, and they kind of all, and then like my dresser helps out with some of Katie's fastest changes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then like the Miss Norberry track and Janice share a dresser and then the principal boys share a dresser. That's something too that like I know a little bit of because of doing musical theater. Right. But like people who are in the audience who are like general public who like don't know about theater backstage don't realize that like the the show isn't the choreographed part like just the only choreographed part like yeah, every everything. moment that happens backstage 
like yeah. everything is choreographed down to the second. Our show is very, very choreographed backstage. Like yeah. just because we have a lot of moving pieces too. And then our crew, like there's things, cause we don't have a lot too much uh, space backstage. A lot of stuff gets flown like mid show during the show. So that stuff gets hooked up and it's going up or coming down like during a number. And then like, we don't have automation, so things, we like the actors, we move everything, but as soon as it hits the wing, a, a carpenter will, like, to, yeah. or a props guy will take it off stage, and then they are So without automation, you mean, like, the cast members are responsible for taking props and stuff off stage because it's not built into the floor. Right, yeah. right. The only things that are on automation, our whole set is this giant curved LED screen, mm. and that has doors that automatically open and close and everything. That's our entrances. And then the bus is automated. And um, I will say, I haven't seen the show yet, but I've seen a lot through your social media. Yeah. And one of my favorite things is the non-equity Mitchell Musso. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like the first you time you like that. show that, I mean, uh, Disney kid, but like the first time you like panned over and we saw him, I was like, is that Mitchell Musso? And then you started posting like every time and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. Well, it's like, so I do. It really looks like him, like is. Hannah Montana era. Yeah. It's this, crazy. And you know, so all these, like the burn book pages that we have at the top of the show, they're all stock photos. Cause they did. Cause if there were photos of us actors, they'd either have to pay us once we left or they'd have to retake the photos yeah. every time somebody new joined and they don't want to do that. Cause yeah, that's lazy. annoying. Um, so it's just this like random guy and like I do a bunch of my PT exercises before the show and mm-hmm. I need a wall. So I'm like in this stairwell using this like flat wall with a flat floor, which is like really hard to come by in the theater. Yeah. And I just, I go to stand there and the timing of it always lines up with just that non ek Mitchell move just <laughs> so, so staring at funny. me. I love it. <laughs> I'm uh yeah, I'm one of those people who's not ashamed to like still watch Disney shows. No. I know you're not either. <laughs> But, um, I mean, yeah, they, I, I have, um, cable because I watch mm-hmm. a lot of TV. Like mm-hmm. most of what I do is watch TV. Yeah. Um, but I can't just get by with like streaming services. So I still have cable, even yeah. though it's like a million dollars, but I have spectrum, which if anyone is listening to this is the worst and you shouldn't get it except you that don't. they have monopolized my block. So yep. like literally just my square block. Oh. Like I used to be able to have AT&T U-verse and it was so cheap. And then they just like stopped servicing us. And now the only thing we can have is Time Warner, formerly, which is now Spectrum. But regardless, their on-demand section is pretty good. And they have like all of Hannah Montana right now. That's amazing because I'm so... And Lizzie McGuire. All of New York is mostly under Spectrum. And which is so frustrating. It's so expensive. And and we have basic, basic cable. We just have like the basic package. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't include... Disney Channel. That sucks. And I used to pay, we were, when we first got it, I was like, oh, you can pay five bucks a month and get Disney Channel. Yeah. It's like, great, because I have a TiVo. So I was like, I'll just record mm-hmm. the movies. And then we I did that with Nickelodeon and, so I could watch yeah. SpongeBob. <laughs> and so, but because I have a TiVo, I have to use a cable card. And oh you God. can't do the extra Disney package with the cable card. I hate everything like this. But we were still like paying the five. It of was course you so, were. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like, I, welcome to New York. It, You're that an adult. sucks. Yeah, our cable is like, I have one roommate. And our cable is like 175 a month. And it was a phone internet cable package. And I kept telling them, I don't need a phone. We don't even have a phone. Yeah. There's no, nobody needs a landline, first no. of all. But they told me, like, because of the way they do their bundles, that having a phone is cheaper than not having a phone. So I have a phone number, 
And when people call, it shows up on my TV because I don't have a phone. <laughs> but I have a listed phone number. I don't even know what the number is. So it's but just sometimes spam. I'm watching TV and it, there's just like a phone number appears at the top of the screen. But like I don't hear ringing because I have no phone. So it's just like a number and I'm like, I know you're calling my apartment, but yeah. <laughs> there's no Sorry, way to talk to you me. can't reach me. No. Oh my gosh, that's miserable. Um, I have a question about swinging. Yeah. Which we're going backwards, but that's fine. So... This is something I've wondered about for a long time because I read a Playbill or maybe Broadway.com article Mm -hmm. defining understudies and swings because I, when I went to college, I majored in dance and did some drama, Mm -hmm. but I didn't take like the musical theater classes that like really teach you like what every role is. Mm -hmm. Or I don't even know if that was something that they did, but... Yeah, it's more of like a learn through experience. That was one of my questions. like. Ooh. Sorry. Is every 15 minutes? Oh my God. (laughs) Like the high school program where people pretend to be in car crashes. Did you ever do that? Um, no, I did not do that. Oh, we, there's. There was at Agora, right? Well, I was at Calabasas, but it was the same thing. Yeah. Oak Park didn't do that. That's fine. You just like didn't have (laughs) so many things. Um, I will go back to the swing question, but every 15 minutes is a great program. I'm not knocking the program, but it's Freaking wild. And then, like, like, you walked outside and there's like a car accident. Yeah, or like they call every. About that. Well, they, okay, so they like choose like 10 or so people, I can't remember, right. who are like all in different groups on campus that are like, they know like at least a few people from every mm-hmm. like social circle will be affected. And um, they pick them and then they like take them away and they stay at a hotel for a week and they can't like talk to anyone or their parents or anything. And they stage a car crash with, like, actual crashed cars from drunk drivers or under the influence of drivers. I guess they're doing drugs now, too. And stage it in front of the school. And then you come out and sit and watch the reenactment. So you watch your friends who are, like... We had one theater kid in it. Everyone else was not an actor. So you're just kind of like, no, okay. (laughs) But they're like, oh, no, like, I was drunk. I don't know what happened. And then there's, there's, like, dead people... But they do it really well. It's just like hard when people aren't good actors. But (laughs) you see this whole wrecked thing and then the Grim Reaper comes and takes them all away. And then the whole week you're at school, those people are in class with you, but they wear all black and their faces are painted white and they have like dark circles under their eyes. And they sit in your classes and they follow you and do everything, but they can't um, talk to you. That is like it's gr- really like green intense. This program. I don't know, but I think it like has actually worked yeah. in many cases. Yeah. But like you'll be, and they say like they tell them like do everything you normally do. You just can't talk to anyone, and it like people get really emotional. And I think a lot of people like play up their yeah. how emotional they are because like I was very detached emotionally at that point in my life. <laughs> but when I was looking around, I was like, okay, well, like my, my friend Harrison did it. You also might know Harrison, yeah, Melanie. Yeah. Harrison did it. And it was weird because he's always like bubbly, happy, social. But he like had to just like sit and stare at us. And it was like, like that's the weird just thing. Like sitting there. Yeah. Like, he, like just like complete silence and they can't talk or yeah, do I anything. I like if it was like my best, best friend and I had to sit there at lunch and like couldn't talk to them, yeah. I'd be like, ah! It's frustrating. Yeah. I think it's more frustrating than it is scary. Yeah. But then like at the end of the week, they're like, this is what it would be like if your friend drank yeah. and dive and died. Yeah. And it is, you know, emotional and all that. But it's an effective program, and I don't want to knock it. So every 15 minutes, good stuff. But swing stuff. Okay, so I read that article, and I was like, did I miss the part of performing arts education where you learn how to do it? Or is it like 
you audition for a show and suddenly you're swinging. It's like, good luck. Yeah, almost no programs really have, like, there's not, like, a class, like, how to be a Broadway swing. Don't you think there should be that class? I, I do think so. And I actually, um, I've gone back, so I've, I've gone back and taught at Syracuse Mm -hmm. uh, this past winter, this past January. And then I've also, they have their New York program and I've gone back and talked to them. That's good. And I like had like a two hour question and answer. The first time I went back and talked to them, I was like, okay, I'm going to do an hour of question and answer. And then the last 45 minutes, I'm going to do how to swing. That's great. And for me, um, I mean, at our shows at Syracuse, they cast swings. Oh, really? And I have still have a lot of people reach out to me on Instagram or um, through friends of friends and kind of are just like, what do you suggest? Yeah. Because for me, it was kind of like I had swung like air quotations yeah. a show when I was at Syracuse, which was like not real. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> So when I was auditioning for Bullets Over Broadway, which was my first Broadway show, yeah. they were like, do you have experience swinging? And I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, you didn't. always say yes <laughs> You always anyway. say yes. <laughs> um, people were like, how did you know you wanted to be a swing? And I was like, somebody offered me Broadway and they said, will you do this? You were yeah. going to be a swing? And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like you say yes. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And you what if you were like, like, no. I know, right? <laughs> well, some people are petrified of swinging. But I would, I would be. That's the kind of thing where, like, with my life performance anxiety, I'd be like, "Are you joking? I have to learn five parts." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's definitely took like a lot psychologically for me to get to the place I am now with understudying yeah. and swinging, um, because I have messed up pretty, pretty really? horribly on stage. What's like a big one? Which oh, show gosh. is it? Well, with cats, you know, I mm. just like I'm not great with words. That's <laughs> so why you dance. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not great with words. Or memorization. Um, that's really funny because you have been in many shows and you've been a swing multiple times. Yeah. And that's like all memorizing. Yeah. Well, just like specifically memorizing words. And especially <laughs> when you haven't done a part for like two months. Yeah. And then you're on and you're like, I know it. And then you're like, do I know it? And there's like two instances in Cats. This is my nightmare. <laughs> Everything you're describing is horrifying <laughs> to me. Wait, these are my two favorite stories because it's just like, Donald, this is not. And then I'll go back to like learning how to swing. Sure. Um, but I was bomb ballerina and the the thing with cats is also like most of the people in that audience probably know all the words to this song. Yes. It's a very specific crowd. Yes. And so I'm doing, um, McCavity as bomb. There's nobody else on stage except for Demeter. Who's like, you know, sitting, crawling over there (laughs) and you're singing a solo and it's like, and you know, and the thing about the song is I had to learn, I knew both bomb and Demeter, who sing two different verses of the same song. And so it's all just, like, different words constantly, but the same melody. Yeah. And (laughs) there's, like, one section where... uh, It's, like, it's... uh, And when you think he's half asleep, he's always wide awake. Or, no, no, it's... um, it's, And when a crime's discovered... I love cats. Wait, and then... Wait, sorry. The actual (laughs) phrase I was supposed to say was, and when a crime's discovered, then McCavity is not there. And I went, I couldn't think of the, I knew it had to, I knew it ended with McCavity's not there, but in the moment I didn't know which phrase was the phrase before. Mm-hmm. So I just alone on stage in spotlight, mm-hmm. turned my head to the side and went, and when you think he's half asleep, <laughs> like mumbled one of the other phrases. <laughs> just hoping no one would notice. Just hoping no one, in a solo. When you think he's half asleep. The cavity is not there. Oh like, my god! I, don't know why I wish I had okay. seen that so and badly. Then, there's like, there's another part about swinging where I've learned to just tell myself, I'm like, you know it, 
You've done it before. Mm -hmm. You knew what it was then. Trust it. It's in your brain. Because when you start freaking out, that's when you mess up. Because I've definitely had moments on stage where I was like, I was on stage as Cassandra, and I just kind of like looked to the person next to me. Because like somebody else was singing, and we're like holding all these props. I looked to my friend behind me, and I just went, I don't know where I go next. Guess I'll find out. Like, <laughs> like staging wise. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know how I end I end up over there. I'm not really sure how. Oh but um, but as Demeter during the ball, there's like the gel, there's the poem, mm-hmm. and like each character kind of has one line and they're all rhyming and they're coming in and out of here. And so Bomb and Demeter are coming down stage, and Demeter's leading the way, and she's like crawling on the tire, and I'm crawling on stage, and it's all better because I'm crawling. Yes. Dressed as a cat. And you're like fully a cat. Yeah, fully a cat. And I kind of just thought to myself, like, what does Demeter say? <laughs> and I was like, I know what Bomb says, but what does Demeter say? And that show, too, like, has so many people in it. I yeah. mean, as cats. But, like, you know, if you're swinging a show that's, like, has three female parts, yeah. then you learn three. I mean, it was the least that I knew. I knew five tracks in Cats. I knew eight in Bullets and seven in Honeymoon. That's crazy. But Cats, they were all kind of, like, parts. Yeah. Like, you really had a lot to learn, yeah. and there were five. <clears throat> yeah. And so I was crawling down the tire and just being like, what does she say? And I was like, you know what? It'll come to me. It did not come to me. Yeah. <laughs> Center stage. Until the jackal moon starts. Oh just my like God. gibberish. <laughs> and then I just like crawled to the ground. But I said, she always, because line was until the jellicle moon appears. But she always oh said God. it like that. Yeah. So I just like gibberished in that cadence. Like you use the inflection and just to like get you through. That <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> turned around I looked up stage at the person I was like I don't know what just happened oh my god but yes again though like my full nightmare (laughs) is like being on and I've had this this nightmare dream of Mm -hmm. many times of like being in Nutcracker obviously we're like I'm backstage and Kim and I'm like an adult and Kim's Mm. like you're here you know Clara we need you to just do it and I'm like I haven't been on point in like six years and she's like it'll come to you and I just go out and like kind of do it and I get off and she's like that was horrible and I'm like what were you expecting? Like, I was here to watch the show. Yeah. And it, like, goes so terribly. And I wanted to be Clara forever, like, so badly. So every time I have this dream, I'm just like, oh, God. Oh like, if, it, if I had gotten it, this is what would have happened. No. Now we know. But, yeah. But um, but I've gotten over, you know, I'm always like, I've messed up worse on stage. And it just happens. And you keep going. Yeah. But as far as swinging, um, yeah, nobody really teaches you. So my, like my, the associate choreographer who taught me bullets, mm-hmm. cause I replaced as a swing. Oh, okay. So the way and you I, had eight tracks in bullets, I had eight tracks. So the way I kind of learned that show was I had about a week and a half <laughs> and I was in a studio for about four hours by myself with our associate choreographer. Yeah. And we just started at the beginning and he taught me all the numbers and then they have a uh, bullets, uh, Associate director was Jeff Whiting, mm-hmm. who created this program called Stage Right, cool. and which is like a way of mapping out formations, but it's like on the iPad instead oh. of like on paper. That's um, cool. It's like so, how football people do like X's and O's. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Like they should have had for Broadway a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and um, they just shared the show bible with me, which is basically all the formations. They're like, mm-hmm. you know the steps, and here are the formations. Watch the show and go. Oh, and then my swing sister. Cynthia, who's one of my best friends, was like, this is how I make my notes. And she's like, this is how you can do this, and this will help it. And she kind of, like, taught me how to swing. So then my friend Becca Peterson, I knew, like, through friends of friends and through PT and auditions, she had just gotten cast as a swing in bandstand. Mm -hmm. And she was like, hey, like, I, you know, I'm about to be a swing. Like, do you want to get breakfast? And you, you can, like, talk to me about swinging? And I was like, yeah, of course. 
So we sat down and I like brought my notes from both Bullets and Honeymoon because they're like mm-hmm. two different swinging experiences. And I was in Cats at that time. Yeah. And then there's two books that I recommend people read, which is Broadway Swings. It's by Austin Iyer, I think. And then E-Y-E-R. And then How to Be the Best Broadway Swing, which is by Jeannie Ford. And they're kind of like good books to read. Yeah. So I'm like, here are these books. I want to read them and I'm, I'm probably never going to be a Broadway Yeah, swing. it's so interesting because the Broadway Swings book has like a lot of like little anecdotes from past swings. I like that. And the How to Be the Best Broadway Swing has like her notes photocopied in like, this mm-hmm. is how you do this and stuff, which is so helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like seeing someone else's notes is in yeah. any situation is helpful. Like, yeah. That's like writers assisting a lot too. Like they don't teach you how to do it. And you have to know how to do it before you do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can only get the job if you've done it before. Yeah. So it's a similar vibe of like, hey, how do you do this? Yeah. Can you show me? Because you can only really get promoted into the position. Mm, Yeah. So it's like a similar thing. Yeah. We're just like thrown in and they're like, hope you know how to do it because no one's going to teach you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No one's going to teach you. But like the, literally the survival of the show rides on your shoulders. Yeah. No problem. And your ability to do this and like people's safety Mm -hmm. uh, literally rides on your shoulders. Yeah. And so... And so essentially I taught Becca how to swing and she's now one of our swings in Mean Girls so with us. Funny. And so she also knows that like I get it because also one of the hardest things about being a swing is like, is, uh, you know, the fact that you're not on stage, the fact that you can go three months without actually doing the show and yeah. you hear people complain about doing the show because they're tired and people yes. are like, I'm sick, but I'm going to push through. And you're like, well, you look sick, so go home. Yeah, like, like if you don't do it, I can do it. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I can do it. And and so it's hard. Um, I feel like just, again, from watching through internet, that you have, like, as a swing, you went on a lot. I know in Cats you went on a lot. In Cats I went on a lot. Is in, that just like fatigue and injury? Because yeah, it's well, such a Cats, tough show. Cats was definitely a tough show. And they did what we call swing outs, which we do a little bit at Mean Girls. But for Cats, they would swing you out like once every two weeks. Oh, cool. You get a swing out. So basically you would get one show that you didn't have to like call out or use as a sick day. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of just rest your body. That's great. And so especially if they knew somebody was like, you know, going to PT a lot or kind of struggling, yeah. they would like give them a swing out that week. Yeah. And again, like cats is such a hard dance show. That, yeah. Like and people, I would expect that. Yeah. So that, so we were on, you would normally be on like once a week. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't on, then we had the booth singers who were also swings, but like I swung for the booth singers as well. So like when, you know, uh, Megan would go on and be Jelly Lorem, I would go sit in Megan's spot and sing in the booth. Oh, okay. Um, is that like the background when it's like, um, what is that? Like when we did Gumby Cats, those voices, is that what that no, is? No, Gumby Cat is sung live on stage by oh. Bomb Demeter and Jelly Lorem. That's funny. But, um, but for all the on big group parts, like mm-hmm. during, the jello, during the opening, like it's all unison mm-hmm. singing. I mean, they're in different harmony parts, but the people on stage are dancing, and so it sounds like crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they have six booth singers okay. who are singing to, like, just fill out large, everything. to fill out all the harmonies and kind of be there with the vocal support and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then some people went on medical leave. Uh, two girls went on medical leave, so I ended up doing one track for like a month. Yeah. Um, and so that show, like people were out all the time and we had a really, really tough schedule. We did, our week started on Thursday night. So it'd be Thursday night, Friday night, two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday, and then a Monday night show, Tuesday night show, and then we had Wednesday off. I feel like everyone usually has Monday off. They do. 
That's weird. But like when you're a tourist and you're there from Sunday to Tuesday, yeah. like you're going to go see cats. You're going to go see cats. Probably like cats Monday. and wicked or something. Yeah. But you know, instead of having Monday be no shows, like Chicago yeah. has shows on Monday and stuff. Um, That's but I weird. was on a lot in cats, Yeah, which was good, which made me kind of like swinging again mm-hmm. because after honeymoon in Vegas, I did not want to swing. Yeah. Um, did something like happen? There no, it was just, it was a, I knew it was going to happen. I've been watching it 1259, like tick down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. It's just like, I love like weirdly formal things mm-hmm. like grandfather clocks and like anything of that era. Yeah. Also that plant over there is like one of the biggest, healthiest plants I've ever seen I'm indoors. I'm sure if it's real or not. It felt real. I touched it on the way to the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> but I have like a really, um, what do they call a green thumb when it's not a green thumb? Brown thumb? Maybe. I'm not good at plants. No, I have no plants in my apartment. I'm good at plants outside. Like when I was little, we had like gardens and I could like keep a tomato plant alive. Mm. But my apartment has no natural light. Mm -mm. So Mm. I have like two two small plants in my bedroom that I went to Osh and was like, please just tell me that the one thing I won't be able to kill. Yeah. It can get like like 10 minutes of sun. (laughs) No, I can't even keep those alive. There's not enough sun. They like shrivel up. Yeah. But I got this one plant called a rubber plant and it's really good. Uh And this other one that I don't remember the name of, but I can show you a picture. It's very cute. But it has, like, big fan leaves, and in the day it soaks up a little sun, and then at night it goes, like, straight up. That's so So cool. So I can tell that it's, like, alive, which is fun. But those are the only two things I've ever been able to keep alive. Yep, yep. I don't have So I'm impressed by the big plant in the corner. Yeah, But, um... Um, Very sane. Oh, so honeymoon in Vegas. (laughs) The clock threw me off. Yeah, so that was hard because I originating as a swing, I think is harder Mm. because you have to sit there during rehearsals and you're not doing it. Like you spend four weeks like sitting and watching, but also having to know it Mm -hmm. and make notes and everything is changing. And so you make your notes and then it changes and then you literally just like throw pages away or just totally erase it. Whereas like if you join a show as a swing, it's like already set. set. Yeah. Yeah. If you replace, it's already set. Um, and so it's just like changing all the time. Lyrics are changing. Parts are changing. People are doing random things. You don't know why. And you're like, why did you choose to do that? Like, why are you reversing it? Nobody else is. Oh, like, gosh. all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then, you know, through previews, nobody wants to call out through previews. So they only call out if they're super, super sick. Yeah. You know, and then opening night, like you're not on stage, like yeah. you're watching it happen. And usually they let you come Are you out backstage? You can do either. I yeah. usually will like watch act one from the front and then act two go back. Like, yeah. you know, and like sometimes being a swing is really nice because like we didn't have to wait to get ready after the show. Like we were already ready for the party. So yeah. you could just go over like right away. Um, but also we weren't in the show. Like producers didn't know who I was because yeah. they'd never seen me on stage. Our producers at Mean Girls are a lot better. Like they know who everybody in the building is, which is yeah. really awesome. Um, that's something that I have also learned from TV is like, you want to work for the producers that know who everyone is. Yeah. Like there are certain times where I've been on a set and like the showrunner will be like, what's that person's name? And I'm like, they have worked on the show for three seasons. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know where your priorities are. Like yeah. learn the people that you're employing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. And then for Honeymoon in Vegas, it always kind of limped along. Like we mm-hmm. never really were selling that well. We got great reviews, but we never really sold yeah. that well. I liked the costumes. Yeah. I didn't get to see the show because I wasn't in New York. Yeah. But. No, it was fun, you know. Yeah. And like my mom was the only person to see me in that show because I went on seven times in oh five gosh. months. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was all like few and far between. 
And, and then I got injured on one of the times. I was, and then it was just like you're sitting backstage and nobody wants to call out because they don't know how much longer their job is going to yes. be for. And so they're doing the show sick or they're complaining about it. And it's not really a hard show. So they can like Mean Girls is a very difficult show for the ensemble. And Honeymoon like wasn't. Yeah. So like if you are feeling under the weather, like you could push through <laughs> and it'd be fine. Yeah. Um, and then you'll so, go five months without doing the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that was really hard. Um, and it was just like, it was just like not a fun time. Luckily, but that did mean I got really, really close with my fellow swings. Yeah. Because after a while, like we had studied the show, you know, three months in, it's like, we know what we're doing. And I still like, I believe as a swing, you should watch the show from the front of the house once a week mm-hmm. and spend at least one show a week dancing it through in the lobby you know, because then at That's least cool. two shows out of eight, you've done something. Because otherwise it feels like, oh, I'm coming to work to watch Netflix on my iPad. Yeah. Or like we, we just played celebrity over and over and over again. What's celebrity? So, it's like, you know, you write down like names of celebrities or whatever, and then you mm-hmm. put them in and you have to oh. like, you know, like, like guessing describe them. Description. Like round one is like description. Round two is oh, gestures. Funny. Round three is one word. So you're like really good at that yeah, game. Yeah, really good at it. <laughs> Um, but that was hard. And then cats, like it was a hard show and like definitely the story I always tell is like every time I debuted a track in cats, I went home and cried. Oh my so God. I was like, I can't believe I just did that performance on a Broadway stage. That was boots. Like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I can't believe like that just happened. And it was very, you know, it was, it grew a lot as a performer, but it was also nice because I was on a lot. And mm-hmm. also with cats, because we had swings on so much, our cast was very open and welcoming to the swings. That's nice. You know, like it was never like, oh, swings on. Okay, this is going to be different. It was just very much like, oh, great, you're on today. That's awesome. You know what I mean? They were very like malleable because there's, I didn't really have this in Bullets or Honeymoon, but it can be difficult as a swing. Somebody's like, well, you weren't in the exact right spot. And it's like, there's no way for me to know where the exact right spot is. Yeah, like like you have to do it to do it. That person does it based on how they feel, not even on a number. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so like you can only know so much. Um... But yeah, and then like one of the tracks kind of became while the girl was on medical leave and I was doing it, a bunch, like we had four, three or four new people join the cast. So they learned the show kind of like with me as the part, Yeah, you know, which was fun. So then they would always be, once they hired another girl to come in for that track, like whenever I would go on, they'd be like, oh, it feels like home, you know? So, and that's something I really took like in Mean Girls, um... I always try to be really excited when a swing's on yeah. and find the parts that's special about the swing being on, like the ad libs or this move that's a little bit different, but also still fun. Or yeah. they do this improv this way. And like, like really, you know, they don't hold my hand for this or they don't know where to go for that. But this other part that they do is really fun. So I'm going to look forward to that and yeah. like be excited that they're on. Yeah. Which I think is nice and yeah. sweet. And so, it yeah. should be like that. <laughs> it's more supportive. Yeah. And like, yeah, just because it's not the original person who did it, it's like it can still be a unique experience. Yeah, and yeah. it's like that person is like it, if it's their first experience and they're like, this is my first swing experience and everyone likes when I'm here and yeah. changes the And if cycle. you're good at swinging, you'll work forever. Yeah. And if you're good at swinging and you like to swing and you're willing to do it, like you will work forever. But this is your first show as ensemble. Holiday Inn was my first show as ensemble. Oh, which not as really a swing? Nice. Not as a swing. Oh, wow. Which was really nice. And I didn't understudy at all. Um, but it was a limited run. Yeah. So I always knew it was going to end. Um, 
but yeah, so for Mean Girls, I'm in the onstage ensemble, and like I created my track. You have like, a name? I have a name, Taylor Waddell. <laughs> we, well, we all have names, because Tina gave us all names. It's exciting, Like, though. nobody's ever, like, girl number four, whatever. Yeah. Um, Which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's much nicer Yeah, and I think she's, I don't know if she's done it yet, but she was going to give swing, all of our swings specific names, oh, too. that's cute. Because she always names people after people she actually knows. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. So, um, and it'll be funny. She was like, oh, yeah, Rowan. Like, there was this guy I knew in middle school. It's like, <laughs> it's so funny. That's funny because I do that with writing characters all the mm-hmm. time. I like. I think it's a writer thing, too. Like, mm-hmm. for some reason, it's really hard to think of names and occupations. Yeah. I'm like, in my scripts, like, unless it's a workplace comedy or something where I know where all their jobs are and mm-hmm. they're all the same place, I'm like, what is a normal job? Yeah. Like, teacher? Yeah. Like, not everyone could be a teacher. <laughs> like, I cannot think of it. And then I try to think of names, and I'm like, Matt? Matt? Like, oh. S- Susan? Like, I don't know. And yeah. so I'll just go through, like, my phone and pick names. That's so cool. So I'm like, there's just something about trying to write jokes that, like, makes the part of your brain that knows words that aren't jokes, yeah. like, dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, names in normal people jobs that aren't in entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Um but, uh, yeah, so we have our name. But I also understudy three of the girls. So I yes. always joke, with my own track included, I know five, I know four tracks in Mean Girls, mm-hmm. and I only knew five tracks in Cats. So yes. I basically, if anything, like, a principal easier. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, so, and I just did, last Friday, uh, I did my put-in. We One of our ensemble girls left, so they mm-hmm. were putting in a new ensemble girl. Oh, yeah. Can you explain put-ins? Yeah. I kind of know, <clears throat> yeah. just, again, social media, so, but I like to hear it. So, like, as a show, like, we went through a two-week tech process, mm-hmm. and so when you, when somebody replaces in a cast um they learn the show by themselves you know they're not in rehearsal with all of us yeah so for this show it's really nice we did like on thursday we did a spacing with the whole ensemble that's so nice. to just kind of go through with sets and props and people mm-hmm. the big dance numbers and like be like actually you go upstage of me like this or if you you have to grab this from me and like you lock this table and this is how we bring this mm-hmm. on stage yeah and then on uh, a put-in is basically, like, the required, like, that's their tech run-through. Yeah. Before they do the show. So, I've done it a couple different ways. I mean, girls, we don't use lights, which hmm. I'm not... It's never happened before. I'm not so sure about that. At Cats, we use lights, but no spotlights. Um, I wonder why they don't just do everything. Yeah. I, I don't know, because they have... Because they have to pay more people to be there. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's probably because they need the entire crew there. And then, yeah. yeah so, don't want to pay for an um, extra hour. Yeah. So, so we're putting this ensemble member in. So she's in her full wigs and costumes. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is. <laughs> so because uncomfortable. Because she's never run the whole yeah. show all the way through. Like, until this point, you've never run the whole show with costume changes, with people. That's always like, the thing that I'm like, imagine doing it without the costume changes. Like, I have been in shows before where, like, I've done the costume change five times and then the sixth time like it just doesn't work yeah. and we're like how did this not work yeah so and it still happens the more practice with costumes the better yeah and so she has that like one run with costumes That's crazy and um but the thing good thing with replacing is we've kind of figured it all out yeah like some of our quick changes like especially when we were doing an out of town try it in dc we had to run them multiple times we'd have to reset everything and do it again for the quick change because we just weren't making it. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, what if I take off this during this change here and put this on and take out my pins on stage, then oh will I make God. it? And you're like, okay, so once you figure that out, then you, the person who comes in doesn't have to try it out or like, yeah. it'll help if you do this. 
Um, there's just like, I feel like there's so much about like being a musical theater performer or a theater performer that people who see the shows don't get. Yeah. Especially like preparation wise. Cause you know, like when, like, let's say a Broadway show is announced or a new casting is announced. People will like, or at least I do obsessively look up the people who are cast and uh-huh. be like, how long have you been doing this? What's your deal? Did you go to school for it? All these things. Cause I like to know if someone has studied for something forever mm-hmm. and I think people, again, general public who see shows think like, wow, these people have been working their whole life for this, which for the most part is very true, Mm -hmm. except in this specific role, they might have only known it for like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you think like, oh, you know, you get cast in a show and the announcement is right before they go on, but they've probably been rehearsing for months because in TV world, when an announcement is made, they may have already shot it. Uh They have definitely already been cast and done everything in prep for that, like the like like for example, when a series is announced yeah. or something, a lot of times the show has already been in pre-production for like wow. five months or something, like half of it's written. Yeah, and so when it's announced, they're like, "Wow, it's it's going to air in two months. How fast do things happen?" And it's like they don't; they, they just don't. tell you late. Yeah, but yeah. in theater, it's like sometimes they say like, "Yeah," they are announcing it, and no, the person's only been practicing for like a week, yeah. and then they're on next week. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, it happens, like, really fast. And, uh, and like, how quickly you have to be able to learn things. Yeah. And also just, like, learning things, like, as an understudy, like, so so we did the run-through, but since everybody was there anyways, Mm -hmm. I, we had a new girl, because a girl left, covered Karen, so we needed it, so they're having another girl in the ensemble cover Karen, in addition to me, because you always have to have two. Oh, okay. Um, And then for, like, Regina, Katie, and Gretchen, we have three covers, Hmm. and so I'm, like, the third Katie cover, and so I went ahead and did the run-through as Katie. Cool. And, like, my rehearsals for Katie, I hadn't really rehearsed for, like, two months, and most of my rehearsals weren't, were with the stage manager reading out the lines, and me, like, walking around pretending like I'm looking at people. Yeah. Like I never actually like really did it with anybody. Yeah. Um, maybe I'd done it once. Um, and like the songs besides singing it through with my voice teacher, like some of the stuff I had never, I'd sung like twice before. That's crazy. You know? And so, so your put in was like maybe your fourth time doing it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. About the fourth time. That's wild. And, um, you know, when I go on as her, maybe in like four months, that'll be the fifth time I've done it. Oh my all. God. Like, you know, so yeah. you just have to like, and you never know. It. And you never know. Um, but yeah. And, uh, and it's just so hard too, because as a swing or an understudy or as a replacement, mm-hmm. we've been doing, we've, we hit our 200th show the other day and we've, a lot of us have been doing it since the lab. Yeah. So, so that was in like 2017 to, early or 2016? Yes. That was a year ago, February. Yeah. So early year. 2017. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yes. And, um, <laughs> you're like, what even so, short show was I even yeah, doing so at that like, point? So like we do things or we're like, oh, well, the reason this happens this way is because it used to be that. And then it got changed. So we're still kind of doing this, but because that happened in this, you know, the people are like, what is going on? And we're like, oh, well, thank God it used to be this, which is not anymore. And like, yeah. you know, I used to be over there. 115. <laughs> <laughs> I like, um, I knew that was going to happen again. But yeah. It's just delightful. Um, but, but yeah, so it is, it is crazy. You know, Broadway is, is a machine. Yeah. And the difference about Broadway is that it's, it's a money making machine. Yes. So where they can cut corners, they'll cut corners, but it's also, 
It's a machine in the way, like, everything off stage. Everybody has their job. Like, mm-hmm. I had somebody. Um, do you remember Hannah? Yes. She, like, messaged me on Instagram being like, I'm in New York, and I'm really looking for some volunteer opportunities, and I really wow. love theater, and I was wondering if, like, there are any opportunities to, like, help backstage, and I was like, oh, honey. Sorry, <laughs> I, like, I just... Those are very high. If you're listening, you can't job. see my face, but <laughs> my face was just not a nice face. Yeah. Like, oh and boy. it's like really hard. I get, get that sometimes like, with people like, hey, I'm really interested in comedy. Like on LinkedIn, which I never even look at. Yeah. Um, if there's anything open at Conan, like let me know. I'd love your job. And at some points it was when I had the job still. And yeah. I was like, I'm not, no, no. I, this is my job. Yeah. And then when I left, I was like, I haven't been there for a year. Why? And like people will be like, I know you don't work there anymore, but I want to. I'm like, neat. I don't work there, so yeah. I can't help you. <laughs> or like people who have asked if they can sit in a writer's room to like shadow. And I'm like, I, I am not in a position to, to let you just no. come in the room. <laughs> like I'm barely in the room. Yeah. Like, you have to like be the nephew of a showrunner. Right. Yeah. And even then, like they would just give you a job. It's not like you have to like shadow. Right. But yeah, vol- yeah, volunteering backstage is hilarious to me because also like, I feel like our generation is so willing to work for free just because we know that people expect us to. Yeah. Um, that people are like in that situation of like, I'm really interested in this thing. Yeah. And because there's no training for it and I don't know anyone who does it, maybe I can just do it for free for a while. And it's like, no, man, we got to stop working for free. Yeah. Yeah. I've it's... done too many things for like, yeah, sure. I'll Venmo you $50. You're going to be here for nine hours. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I need it. <laughs> like, I know it's hard, and I've been teaching a lot recently. That's good. And uh, it's hard, especially like when friends are family mm-hmm. or friends of friends are like, "We'd love to have you come and do a Broadway workshop." And I'm like, "That's great." I'm like, "This is my rate." Yes. And like certain friends or family, I if it's a last like I'm doing a class on Sunday, and I like I'm doing like a lower rate than I normally do, but mm-hmm. it was last minute and it's a friend and yeah. you know, it's an extra money that I wouldn't get anyways on vacation. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know what, if I, it's this much money and I'm on Broadway and so that's, what yeah. I, like you, you have know. a lot of leverage now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, f- yeah, there's like certain things I have leverage in, but even like, like you're in a union, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, are you SAG also? Or is it the same now? No, it's not AEA, the same. you're in. I am in. I am also in the SAG-AFTRA because before they changed the requirements, I had done a Today Show and two Thanksgiving Day parades. Hell yeah. That's where <laughs> it's at. means <laughs> I had to join the You were on TV. I was, I was on TV. And you, yes. can, you can get away with like three union... You, now you, I think it's up to five. Um, union jobs before joining? Yeah. Yeah. But when I had done, I think it was Holiday... No, I think it was Honeymoon in Vegas. Or no, I think it was Holiday Inn put me over. Um, where I was like, okay. There, I got a letter and it was like, you must join. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so there is now a writer's assistant slash script coordinator union, mm. which there, I think, should have been many, many years ago. Mm. But it's just started like pretty much this calendar year. Um, but I worked when I was at Conan, I did that job for like over three years and there was no union yet. So none of that counted towards it. And you need to have like 600 hours to join, whatever. And apparently the healthcare is good, but you have to wait like 60 days or something before it even kicks in. So there's, Mm. there's issues that need to be worked out. You have to, you have to earn your healthcare every, every year. Yeah. I think this too, you have to work a minimum hours, but 
there's also a minimum hours before it even starts working. So there's like mm. a lapse where you're not on other insurance. There's Ugh, again, yeah. many issues that eventually yeah. will be worked out, yeah. but I'm hoping by the time that happens, I'm in the WG anyway. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. But I worked, um, one day or two days in a punch-up room. So like a punch-up room is like, it, it differs for different things, but this was for a half hour comedy that had shot like 10 episodes mm-hmm. and they were greenlit beyond the pilot immediately. So for some reason, the network didn't give them any notes. So they shot all the episodes. And then at the end they were like, we have a lot of notes. And it's like, why didn't you do that before? Because now we have to do reshoots, which is expensive, just a waste of time. But it was good for me because I got to work for two days, Yeah. but it was like punching up anytime the actors were facing backwards because we can ADR over that and like re-record their lines. Uh-huh. So if it was from not their perspective or they were facing backwards, we could punch like up new lines for that. Yeah. So like I was going through and finding the timestamps and then we would go through as a room and I would be transcribing their punch up jokes to change the lines, oh which was weird. But I worked again, two days. The first day I was paid in an Apple watch. Um, because they gave that as a gift. Yeah, that? I was desperately trying to sell it because I had no money. <laughs> but they uh, they gave all the writers who showed up an Apple Watch as a thank you because I think they were all doing it as a favor and not being paid. And then they had an extra one, and one of the assistants was like, "If do you want me to ask and see if you can take this extra one because one of the writers didn't show up? And I was like, yeah. And they gave it to me, and he was like, here you go. They said you could have it. And I was like, awesome, thanks. But then I realized that they didn't pay me and I thought I was being paid for the day, like it would be like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And the gift, the gift was the Apple watch. And I was like, that's so generous. And instead they emailed me and were like, no, you can either give back the watch and we'll pay you, or you can keep the watch and we won't pay you. And I was like, well, if I can sell this watch, I'll make four times as much as I would have been paid. Right. So I just worked really hard to sell the watch. Yeah. Which did I did. S- oh, okay. Good. Melinda bought it from me. Oh. Sullivan. <laughs> Thank God for her. And um, so, yeah, it was good because I got the money. And then they had me come back one more time. But because the first time I wasn't, like, legally paid, the second time I worked was technically my first day Uh on the show, Uh like, through paperwork. So then I got a notice from the union that was like, hi, it's been 30 days since you've worked on the show. You have to join the union to be in good standing. And because I missed the window of, like, the first six months of the union, join for 100 bucks. It was going to be $1,200 for me to join. And so on that day of working, I think I made like 200 bucks because I ended up working like 13 hours. It was crazy. And um, so after taxes, maybe like 180 or something. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I got a letter in the mail that was like, you surprise, $1,200. Oh but I called them and worked it out and was like, just so you know, if this was one day I haven't been working for 30 days, it was just 30 days ago that I did this. Yeah. And they said it was fine. But I'm like, even if, I had been working for 30 days straight. $1,200 is like a week and a half of pay. Like why, why is the rate so high to join a union that is like still a little dysfunctional? Yeah. And like the WGA, at least, you know, if you get a script, that's between 14 and $24,000. Your weekly minimum is around 4,000. And to join the union, it's 2,400 bucks one time. (laughs) And for a writer's assistant, you're making like, maybe 800, maybe 900 a week. And it's 1200 to join. Oh my God. I'm like, this does not work. No. But I know Broadway, your minimums are closer to WGA because you're like a real person. But 
joining unions, it's like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, is it not? I mean, it varies on your position. Yes. Uh, but, but like, it's not that much. Um, like, I mean, now you've been a bunch of things. What's it like go the, up the lowest in things? Your minimum, you stay minimum? I stay minimum because I'm ensemble. Like, it doesn't... I had a friend who was like, well, for every Broadway show, your salary goes up. And I was like, no. Nope. (laughs) No, that's not true. Um, No. See, in TV, it's the opposite. Because once you've been, like, a staff writer, you're... Like, if you go to another show, you'll likely be a staff writer unless something changes. Mm -hmm. But every level up that you go, your minimum changes. Yeah. But you'll all be doing the same thing. You're all uh, writing on a staff together. But your title is, like... Staff writer, then story editor, then mm-hmm. producer, then co-producer. And every time you go up, it's like $1,000 difference a week. Yeah. No, for us, you get more money if you're a principal. Yeah. Um, but ensemble, you kind of all make the same. I get paid a bump, a weekly bump for all my covers. Mm-hmm. And then So like if I, you go on as Karen one night, you get a bump because well, yeah, you are so, a principal for that time. Right. So I get a bump like in my salary week to week. I get like an extra mm. 15 or $20 per role to cover it. That's just because I also get called to rehearsal two days a week. Okay. Um, and then we call it an eighth because you mm-hmm. get a one eighth bump for each time you go on. Okay. Like one show out of it. So if I get, if I go on for two shows, then I'm getting two bumps, two eighths, you know, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, as an understate for cats, as a swing, you don't get bumps. Really? You get a, you get a general swing bump. Uh, weekly. Okay. Um, which I think might be twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, but you don't get a bump when you go on. But okay, so like when you were swinging at cats, like what was your weekly? If you remember. My weekly. Uh, I think it's like a. Uh, what is the weekly? Maybe the weekly is like twenty two hundred. Yeah. And then after taxes and union and agents and four one k, I think I usually walk a, away. Now with like thirteen hundred. Okay, so that's like I mean that still sounds like like fake money to me because that's like so high. Right. But once yeah, like agents, all of that stuff comes out. It's like half. It's half. And New York, New York State, and New York City taxes. And this also isn't like a Monday through Friday, you know? No. Because because TV industry at least most assistants have a sixty hour minimum because with the hourly rate we have it's not livable to be at forty hours. Right. So they just fake it and you just say you work sixty hours a week. Got it. But even if that were true, like the amount that we're just starting to get now is around eleven hundred a week. Mm-hmm. And that's before taxes. That and is you're working about what I would make. So holiday in. Yeah. This is but even if it's like thirteen hundred after taxes and everything's taken out, you're working. You what, normally eight shows a week? I do eight shows a week. So we just changed our schedule. So Tuesday through Friday, we have shows uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, shows at 7. So I get there. I start getting ready at 5.45. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I can be, I'm not always, but I can be called for four hours of rehearsal each day. Yeah. And then I usually have like an hour and a half before I have to start getting ready for the show. Yeah. And then Saturday and Sunday... Two and eight and two and seven thirty. Yeah, you're there all so day. You just don't leave. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's a wild number of hours. I will say the the article I read in prep of this was wrong then because it said the weekly minimum was like four thousand something. Maybe for a principal. But I think it said ensemble. I'll I'll, I'll oh, double yeah. check in my my it own fact check because I was like, yeah, maybe I should have just kept going in musical theater. Yeah, you can definitely look it up. I think on the Equity website probably. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, and then there's all, you know, we get like an extra $5 a week for extraordinary risk. What? So <laughs> Can you explain you, that? Yeah, so extraordinary risk means like I do you, a knee slide or, you know, acrobatics or... So if you do like one round off back handspring, you get $5 for the week. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, for, a, like yeah, but 70 they usually, cents a show. like if you do, if you do, so like we have a bunch of like jumping off of tables and mm-hmm. all that, that's all extraordinary risk. So they lump it together okay. and they're like extraordinary risk dancing, including knee slides, jumping off of tables, riding tables on, like all that kind of stuff. You get extra $5 and then per like, event or just overall weekly overall. $5. I just think that's so funny that it's called extraordinary risk and the reward is $5 for the week. And then for each so technically, because of our union and local one, local one is a crew union. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, we're not unless it's choreographed. It like we're not supposed to be moving set pieces. Yeah, you know, like even in rehearsal, like tech rehearsal, and they're like, okay, reset. Like we don't move the wall. The crew oh my God, comes no. out, gets it, and moves it back. I um, when I interviewed my dad, he was telling me this that at one point because he was a touring drummer mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. and he told me like one time there was they got on stage and there was a chair on the stage and they all had to just wait until a person could come and remove the chair because if they like touched the chair it was a union violation yep. and they had to wait like half an hour for like a crew guy to come and just pull the chair off and not like a heavy like armchair like on. a folding chair yep <laughs> and that was it yeah i was like that's ridiculous but then like after being on set i'm like I get it and I don't get it. And I don't get it because it would be easier just to like move something. Yeah. But I get it because if you break it or if you hurt yourself doing it or if you hurt someone else doing it or you move it even just the slightest bit wrong, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, someone could die. Yeah. You never know. Yep. And so, uh, but it's still funny. Yeah. So for each set move there and like directors will be very aware of this. (laughs) So if you move a set piece on and stay on stage, it doesn't count as a set move. Or if you're already on stage and move the set piece off, yes. it doesn't it's count It's part as of your choreography. Move. It's part of your choreography. Or if you do a dance while moving it, then it counts as a dance transition. It's not a set move. Okay. However, we have a couple of things where I walk on and I take a door and I take it off stage yeah. and I get one dollar per Hell show for that. Yeah. <laughs> get that money. And so I do three of those. So I get three dollars oh per God. show for my set move. You're rolling in it. <laughs> You even have a 401k though, which is like oh, yeah, yeah. stunning to me. I just started learning about retirement and oh. that I should do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, 130. Um, Delightful. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people our age know anything about retirement. Yeah, my dad is really good about retirement. And so I have a Roth IRA and I have. That's the one I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so basically, what my dad and I did, because like my life, like kind of like, flipped upside down when I graduated because I was like I had been talking to my mom I was like okay well like they paid for my housing while I was in school so they Mm -hmm. paid my rent while I was in school and I was like okay I'm not in school anymore just like well we're gonna figure it out like if you can find a job and pay your full rent that's great if not well maybe we can start off splitting it yeah it's great to have parents who when you're joining the arts are like we're not gonna let you be homeless yes that is a very crucial first step right and then I booked bullets. Like, yeah. A week and a half. Very, very soon. And I just remember being like walking back from rehearsal and talking to my dad. He goes, okay, so we'll still pay the phone bill, but uh, you got everything else. And I was like, that's so funny. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I have a job. And it was for bullets. It was really hard because I was with most of our cast was like the next 
youngest girl was like 27. Oh, which now sounds normal, but <laughs> right, back right, then but you, I was you were like 21. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you're like, oh, that old woman will help me. <laughs> well, I, I, it was just like, and these girls, and most of them were in their 30s mm-hmm. and married. And so, and they had been Rockettes and had been on Broadway oh my for God, years. I did the Rockette audition. It was horrifying. Yeah. I mean, very cool, but right. like, I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's, it's very so specific. hard. Are you thirsty? Hi, it's, like, it's just like fake. You know what I mean? Like if, if that were, a bear. if I had seen her in a corner laying down sleeping, I would have thought it was one of those fake dogs yep. that my great aunt has when you walk into her front door, there's a fake golden retriever sleeping oh, no. and it looks the same fluffiness wise. Yeah. She's very fluffy. I enjoy it. Hi. You want some love? Hi, babe. I know that. Um, where's your tail? She doesn't have one. <laughs> just a little nope. That's okay. We're all missing pieces. Um, but what's it called? What was I saying? They were all 30 and oh, married. Yeah, yeah. And so they would be like, like one of the girls okay. in the cast, um, her roommate worked for Tory Burch. So we could get 60% off Tory Burch nice. stuff. And so all the girls were buying all this stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, so these boots are hot. No, um, I don't think I'm going to get anything because all the money I was making was all the money I had ever made. Yes. And like, yeah, and like, you have salary. to pay your rent. I have to pay my rent. I had to pay groceries. And I was like, I need to start saving. Yeah. So what my dad did was when I am working, I, I would have like, um, we don't do this anymore. Cause like I got in trouble with my Roth IRA last year. Oh no. <laughs> For some, I don't know. Who knows? No, nobody listens to this. I don't know. <laughs> when I have you an do financial do things wrong, it's just like, uh, I hope uh, someone's no, taking yeah. it. <laughs> I'm like, I um, hope H&R Block knows what they're doing. Yeah. But I would, like, I would, I think we had it set up, and I'm very open with this because I'm like, my dad has me saving a lot. That's good. Um, I'm very, I'm mostly financially illiterate, and I'm working very hard to be better yeah. at it, and it's it's a very hard cycle to break. Yeah, which is like, why also you know, our union is great because we, we have, like, classes and You things. have money classes? I think so, or, oh, or uh, Actors Fund does. Yeah, we, that's something so that to help TV below the line people, which is anyone not making a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, does not have. Yeah. And when you make like, I mean, at one point I was making like $10 an hour. I'm sorry. And um, that equated to like after taxes, like six, 600 a week or yeah. something. And I was living on my own at that point. And you can't, you can't save anything from that. Mm. I haven't saved money in like three years easily. Yeah, when I was doing Holiday Inn, mm-hmm. Holiday Inn is through Roundabout Theater Company, yes. which is on Broadway. I've heard of them. But is a Lort contract because mm. they are a regional theater. Really? Because they are a non-for-profit. Ah. They are not commercial producers. Interesting how people get around things. Which means our salary is about half of what a production salary should That's be. That's crazy. And I just saw a touring taxes, ad for Legally Blonde that was like, non-union 300 a week and I was like that's garbage yep. <laughs> you cannot live off of that right and it's if you're in a union. if you're in a national tour it's like you can have another job you can't have another job so what do you do you just like hope for the best and hope you have rich parents and continue the cycle of people who have access to things are the only ones who can yeah. do them <laughs> yeah and that's why you know there's a whole thing where you, it says ask if it's union yeah because you can go to the Pantages mm-hmm. and you can see the equity tour of, I don't know what's going on. I agree to have Bronx Tale. Yes. Out right That's now. in the season next year. Yeah. And you can also go to the Pantages and see the Nonek tour of uh, Rock of Ages. Yeah. And they're probably very similarly priced tickets. Mm-hmm. Or you buy the season, your season yeah. ticket. Yeah. See, I'm a season holder, so everything's the same. Everything's the same. 
the people in Rock of Ages are probably getting paid about half as much as the people in Bronx Tale. Yeah. So same same job, same so performance, same venue, and they make half as much, and probably have worse hotel stays. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They just don't have all the union benefits. Yeah. Um, yeah. No healthcare probably. Yeah. No. No healthcare. No healthcare. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But so what we do is when I'm working because you know I go honeymoon in Vegas was like six months and then it was over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're working and then you're not working. And then I went six months without working. Um, See, that's where I am right now. Yeah. I'm entering month six of like kind of doing some jobs yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't recommend it. And, uh, and I had like, when I went through my unemployment period, I had a job for two weeks in the summer. So I couldn't get another job because I wanted to do that job. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I've turned down like week-long temp gigs because I'm, I've just submitted to another job that would be better and then yeah. I don't get that job and I've missed the temp job and I'm like, cool. Yeah. Um, I babysit a lot. Um, I'm debating starting that. I just got hired part-time at J. Crew. There we go. I've never been hired for a retail job. Really? Oh yeah, my God. I've I applied to Lululemon like, I think twice and I never got an interview. Really? Oh, <laughs> probably because you've never, I, the last time I worked retail was in 2007. I oh. worked at Abercrombie Kids because nice. they were the only place in the mall that hired people who were under 17. And, um, <laughs> it was horrible, but <laughs> because I have done that now, when I apply to things, yeah, I just don't say how long ago it was. And yeah. I say, yes, I've worked at Abercrombie. And they're like, oh, that place is crazy. You can handle this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, but when I'm working, we, I do automatic transfers. I think we do like $500 into my Roth IRA every month. Oh, wow. And then when I'm not working, we just take away a zero mm-hmm. and we just do That's great. $50. No, that is like, I mean, I don't know the actual percentages of things that you're supposed to save, but like. I just put away amounts of money. Yeah. Like that's what you're supposed to do. It's good. And I think, um, I think it's something that people are afraid to look into because they're like, I don't have enough money to save anything, which is like, yeah. I theoretically could save maybe if I were working mm-hmm. like a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. But because I didn't grow up, I mean, we grew up like pretty low middle class, mm-hmm. um, sometimes not even well off enough to like do multiple extracurricular activities, yeah. like things like that. Um, and like every piece of clothing I wore until I like graduated high school was from Nicole or yeah. <laughs> but because I grew up in an environment of parents who were not financially as literate as they could have been because their parents were like depression mm-hmm. parents. Yeah. Um, I've had to learn a lot of things late. Mm-hmm. Like my mom now has like a financial advisor and she does investing yeah. and things like that. But all of that only came after we got our dad's life insurance. And she was like, I don't know how to handle having money like this. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't have money like that, obviously, but you can start doing things anyway. And I didn't know you could start doing things anyway until like a year ago. Yeah. And it's like, you can save a hundred dollars a month or you can invest a thousand dollars and like have an investment. And I'm like, okay, the next time I have a thousand dollars, I'm going to invest it. Yeah. And then we'll learn something and I'll get a Roth IRA and I'm going to have savings. But it's like things that you, unless someone is doing it and teaches it to you, like school doesn't teach you no any financial literacy at all I mean I think if I if my kid goes when my kid goes to college yes <laughs> not gonna be an option not an option um, <laughs> um I'm gonna be like I want you at one point to take one accounting class yes just I wish one. I had taken any I, I took one have. econ class and it was so and people hard people always said that like take accounting and I was like no well everyone was like you should minor in business and I'm like why yeah <laughs> I'm Come gonna on. minor in drama and not finish right <laughs> like, right um 
But the good thing I think about like, like we're used to saving. Like my parents have never mm-hmm. been like, oh, it just doesn't matter. Like I'm very aware. Like I pack most of my dinners. Like, yeah. I don't eat out. I don't really buy coffee out. Yeah. And because my employment is, I got to be in Mean Girls for the next year or two years, mm-hmm. but five years from now, like, I don't know what's going to be yeah. happening. Like, yeah. And, and I think, you know, being both in entertainment, we understand that like, and again, this is my first summer of like really not having a yeah. job full time where it's like, I, after graduating, I took an internship, you know, at Conan like mm-hmm. a few months after, and I was there for four and a half years. Yeah. And then when you leave to go into a new genre, which for me was like scripted half hour, uh-huh. yeah, your show can end and then nothing comes up for six months or seven months or a year. Like I know people who have year long gaps on their resume and I was like stunned by it. And now I'm like, oh, I completely get it. Yeah. There sometimes just are not jobs. Yeah. And it seems like there are and like same like TV, there's so many TV shows and people are always like, but there's so many shows. How could you not be employed? I'm like, lots of people working too. There's lots of people working. Sorry, <laughs> You have a landline. Plus, like, nepotism, and some, some jobs just aren't open, and you think they're open, and then they're filled. Is he, is he going to pick up? He picked up. Okay. Great. Um, um, but, yeah, yeah, so, like, you never know. And on Broadway, it's like, you could be in a show, and the show could close. Oh, yeah. Or you could leave well, a show I'm, for another show that closes immediately, and then you're out of work for and it's you don't know how long. And it's been very different with Mean Girls, because basically Mean Girls is the first really really successful show I've been in yeah you know bullets I joined while it was successful and then like within three weeks we stopped selling the balcony that's crazy and like a week after that we got the like you guys we just put out a new ad thing we're not gonna close we thought we'd win some Tonys we didn't but it's okay we're not gonna Mm -hmm. close and two weeks after that we got our closing notice isn't that crazy too how dependent on awards these industries are yeah it's starting to be advertising more so yeah like we didn't win any awards yeah but we didn't but you're the the mean girl social media is so active and I know other like like I've worked on TV shows where there's literally no social media and nobody knows when the show is coming and the show comes and goes and it gets no ratings and they're like, we don't know why no one watched. And I'm like, I fucking do yeah. pay for advertising. Yeah. But like, I mean, in Mean Girls, it's like, there's so yeah. much and all your whole cast skews very young. So everyone is on social all the time anyway. And it's just like a very easy way to integrate marketing. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is that a lot of people, this is their first job this yeah. is the first Broadway job mm-hmm. which is awesome and I'm th- I'm there with like a couple of friends in the cast and we're like it's not normally like this yeah like, <laughs> you know and like everyone's like we're selling out and our tickets are like so hard to come by and I'm like still always worried that we're gonna close I, <laughs> because yeah. that's been my experience yeah you know? and you can and it sometimes it doesn't matter how successful a thing is I think in on Broadway it's like if you're selling tickets, you're going to stay open. If you're selling for the most part. above sixty or seventy percent, depending on your run cost. That's good. Um, but yeah, like in in TV, it's there's I don't know if there's any sort of pattern because yeah. sometimes a show will be critically acclaimed and you know do great and nobody's watching it, but they keep it on the air. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a show that's like pretty mediocre but has a huge fan base is like on the air for 10 years and you're like, there's I I don't know. Like it's, so it's, it's hard. It's weird. And it's always that like worry. So like, you're still always auditioning and always going. Yes. I wanted to ask you about that. So you're, even if you're like content with a show and you're feeling good Mm -hmm. and you're an ensemble person, you're not a swinger. I mean, Mm -hmm. you are an understudy, but that's on top of being ensemble. Yeah. You still audition all the time. Mm -hmm. And is that like your agent 
just sending you out all the time? Or can you say like, I'm good. Don't send me out for like a month. You can say that. Um, but is that weird? (laughs) (laughs) Um, because there's always stuff you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're on year long riders, so I cannot leave mean girls until February or March. Mm -hmm. And I could leave if I get a principal or more ruminative employment or whatever. There's always those clauses. Yeah. Essentially. What if you like audition for a movie and book a movie? Like, um, would you have to be, that, like, still principal or, like, leading, um, leading role? I think that would fall into the MRE. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. That's yeah. what my agent's for. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially, I think so. Yeah. But what you can do is labs. Okay. So, which used to be, which didn't used to be called, but what people used to do, workshops. Mm-hmm. So it's new shows. Yeah. And you can do staged readings or labs which are two to four weeks where you go in and you rehearse the show and they change it, change it, change it. And you just perform it in the rehearsal studio for like investors and theater owners. See, like, I feel like that's the only live theater that I could be really successful at because it's all practicing. See, it's all practicing, but it's also the most high stakes. Really? Because... What if I like had no expectations of actually booking anything and I just want to be a lab person? (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is you do labs because only like three or four people in Mean Girls were not in the lab. Whoa. So when Mean Girls was coming to Broadway, we, I mean, our swings joined, but yeah. we didn't have like more auditions. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, this is coming to Broadway. I want to be in it. It's like, there, it's already cast. Yeah. So that's everything. That's every job in entertainment is already taken before anything happens. Yep. And that's an important thing to know. And I want to emphasize that, <laughs> that any position on anything in entertainment is taken before it's announced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's good to know. Yeah. And then and also like, I, I, I'm not, I'm only on like one acting website and mm-hmm. I mostly submit to things that I think would be fun, but I don't mm-hmm. get them. 145. Um, and although I do have to do a self tape today and I don't know if I'm going to do it cause <laughs> I just don't know if I have time, but also it, whatever. Yeah. But I was looking at, like, I get Facebook ads for like, um, Broadway world and all those things because mm-hmm. I follow all the musical mm-hmm. theater pages cause I love it. But Mean Girls was having ensemble auditions a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, my God. They're like, you never see that. And, like, so this week they announced auditions for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in San Francisco. Okay. They and they're, actually, like, doing that. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're, like, fully doing auditions. Like, that. you don't see it as a Facebook ad very often. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Is it real? Every show has <laughs> to have a required chorus and principal call every six months. What? So every six months, there is a Mean Girls audition, there is a Wicked audition, there is a Coco Mormon audition. I did not know this. And I have a bunch of people go, and the thing is, is we we just had this one track leave, Yeah. but they had a separate audition for that. Um, but you know, is that because it was like a principal cover? Also, she she went to no, she she was black, and they needed it to we like to keep it the same. Yeah. So. Me and my friend Becca and Devin mm-hmm. are the three white blonde girls yeah. in the ensemble because our ensemble is very diverse. Yes, which now is good. And I think if like a black person does leave, they should try to replace that person with a person yes, of color because absolutely. you don't want it to get too whitewashed. Absolutely. And we have one track that has one ensemble female track that has to be black. Yeah, um, which again, like lines. you're guaranteeing a person of color a role on a stage. Yeah, and so. they're very uh, like our standby for Regina and Gretchen is black, mm-hmm. and our you know Gretchen is Asian. Yeah. you know what I mean. They're very open to that, and even like I also read Aaron a thing covers, that said like some of the lines change. They do, and I love that. I think yeah. that should be a thing in like every show that if like, if y- needed to talk about someone descriptively, 
you can just change the world. Yeah, like Danny DeVito. You know, Danny DeVito, I love your work. Yeah. When one swing goes on, it's Gary Coleman, I love your work. When another swing goes on, it's Olivia Newton-John, I love your work. Yeah, like that should be just the standard of every show is like, it's so good. But most shows don't have writers that you text, hey, it's an emergency, (laughs) Becca is on for Gianna, what do you want this line to be? Yeah. And she just texts her stage manager. Yeah. Like our Aaron Samuels, when Curtis goes on, you can't say, stop pulling it down. Your hair looks sexy pushed back because yes. he does not have hair that falls in front of his eyes. Yes. So Tina, the thing is, the funny thing for Curtis is like Tina knows Curtis. And so she wrote the line, uh, stop rolling it down. You look sexy with your arms showing. And there you go. Because <laughs> Curtis has it's these literally, great arms. But like, it's literally that easy. Yeah. And you've opened up the role it's to easy, anyone. It's like, easy for TV people. Yeah. She's used to that. Yes. And TV people, Most I think... are not used to that. I think there's... Uh, this is... I mean, there's some crossover, but I think there's beginning to be more crossover for TV people in theater, yeah. which is great because I want to do both anyway. Yeah. But like, yeah, like you get... You're sitting on set and there's a reason why there's a writer always on set when something yeah. is shooting because if there needs to be a line change, you have to do it on spot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a good thing to adapt to theater. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you need a line change in order to make the show more diverse, yeah. then you have someone who can do that. Yeah. And it's like... I mean, it's... It was it's just crazy that that's not always been happening. Yeah. And I'm always blown away when I'm like, it could have been so much easier. <laughs> just yeah. Like, yeah. But it, it's hard, especially with revivals and, you know, other things. It's, it's just like people aren't used to that. And like, whereas Tina, like, we had to be like, Tina, you know, Tina and Jeff, we were like, you know, the show does have to freeze at one point like you have to stop making changes to yeah it. and in tv like you never stop making changes until it's like shot and even then you can kind of change stuff and edit exactly. <laughs> it's a hard thing to let go of yep yeah i mean i have scripts that i've written like years ago and i still make changes i'm like oh wait i can make that one line better and i'm like no first of all no one's reading this second yeah. <laughs> like who who cares but like stop wonder, making like, changes when it goes on tour like Will it also change more? Because oh, I'm like, sure I feel like it this will. Isn't working. Like it will definitely change. Yeah, the tour will. It'll change. Um, what was I talking about? Oh. Also, like I need to make a note that you just like saying Tina is just like first name <laughs> basis. Like I'm mostly being cool, but I'm internally not cool. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the the only time I've ever seen her in person? Uh-uh. Oh my god, she okay. She came to the WB lot when I was working at Conan mm-hmm. and that, I mean, there were celebrities on the lot all the time, obviously. Mm-hmm. And especially cause we were right by Ellen. So there would always be people coming mm-hmm. in or they'd come to the cafeteria and then walk right. the rest of the way to Ellen. But I was walking with my friend toward the cafeteria, which is like right by our stage. Mm-hmm. And Tina was there with people. And I remember we were wearing like basically the same outfit and I was wearing my glasses and I looked up and was just like, I'm hallucinating. <laughs> this is not real. And I must have been making like a really insane look because she gave me a look with her eyes that was like, don't do anything weird. And I was like, I I kind of was like, don't worry, I'm cool. But then I like turned to my friend and just like dropped to the ground. And I was like, I have to be cool. I can't be weird. Not realizing that that was weird. I was just really overwhelmed. And when I stood up, she was gone. But I was like, still a great moment. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like trying so hard to like not be a complete freak. Uh, didn't succeed, but yeah. it was still like one of the coolest things. Yeah. And I like do not give a shit about celebrities, mostly yeah. because I don't recognize anyone because the only the things I way. watch are comedies and mm-hmm. like SNL. So when I see like an SNL writer from five years ago, I'm like, I know who you are. And they're yeah. like, you know who I am? And I'm like, yup. <laughs> but if I see like a Hemsworth in real life, I'm just like, that's a handsome guy. And then I like keep walking and then I go home and I'm like, oh, it was that guy. Yeah. But like when people are too good looking, I don't 
I can't remember them. <laughs> and writers all are like mid-level attractive oh my God. or like complete trolls, like, uh-huh. which is fine. <laughs> and then I remember them and I, I remember them forever. Yeah. But like, if I see like, yeah, like a really a hot celebrity, yeah. I'm like, you could be any of these 10 women. I'm not really sure. Which and one. I don't know which one. Yeah. And if I were like more apt at social media and like watch reality shows, I yeah. probably would be able to yeah. recognize people. Yeah. But when it's someone that's like a writer on something, I'm like, I know exactly who you are. Right. I'm going to try to be cool, but I probably won't be. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's weird. We have a lot of celebrities come by the show. Especially yeah. Especially towards the beginning we did. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. I just burped. Um, I've burped a lot of times. I'm probably going to have to pee soon too. Yeah. And uh, I think the water should be back on. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very weird. Because we see them after the show, and we're all kind of standing around because we always get a group picture. Yeah, do them. you, like, know someone's coming before? Um, a couple people do, or, like, social media caps. Yeah. I don't know. Um, like, do famous people say, like, I'm going to this show. Tell the cast I'm coming. They, they talk to, well, our company management or general manager will be like, we just got a ticket order in from Mindy Kaling. And then they'll reach That's out. That's a good guess. And then um, they reach out, and they're like, would you like to come backstage and meet the cast afterwards? And sometimes they're like, no, I'm fine. And sometimes they're like, yeah, I'd love to come back and meet the cast. And Who then, would like not want that social media opportunity? It seems like yeah, everyone well, some would Yeah, some people would just, you know, have to go home. Yeah. Or, have kids or they're like cool. They're like too cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like one of my favorite country writers came and saw the show and they don't tell us because some people don't like to know when yes. people are in the audience. That's fair. Beforehand, that would be so stressful. Right. And so they'll usually announce it after. And then I was talking about it, and one of our students was like, oh, yeah, Casey Musgraves was here the other day, but she said she didn't want to come back. You know, I mean, the thing is, I also think... Hey, like, that's equally she... as fair, where they're like, right. maybe I just want to see a show and go home. Yeah. Also, like, what if nobody in the cast really knows you, and then you go backstage to meet people, and then, like, one person just... That would like, be, I mean, that would be my... for me. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been all over that. But, like, yeah. I... That is, like, my thing where I always... Even now, I assume people don't remember me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is a trait of mine. I wish it weren't. <laughs> but, like, I'll see people from high school and, like, avoid them, and then they'll, like, message me and be like, why did you not say hi? And I was like, I figured you didn't remember me. And they're like, yeah. I sat... <laughs> next to you for a like obviously I've known you since middle school I'm like I don't know I I feel pretty forgettable in school but like (laughs) I felt the same way I mean I don't really keep in touch with anybody back home no I have like two friends yeah like I Um, I don't have time for no (laughs) for trying to reconnect with high school friends yeah no dance friends are weird though because it's like always there. It's just kind of always there. Yeah, like it's not like. I saw Haley the other day. Oh really? She came and saw the show. Oh, that's. I fun. think she saw me as Karen. Too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have. Yeah. That's the only bummer of being in LA. Yeah. I like everything else except driving. Someone almost hit me on my way here actually, and I was Solid. like, sure. <laughs> the one time I go on the freeway in like two weeks, <laughs> it's like immediate. Yeah. Like cool, cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's a weird thing where there's um. Like, when you've grown up with someone doing an activity, you can always just kind of, like, reach out and be like, hey, how's it going? It's like, oh, my God, hi. But if it's someone I just, like, went to school with, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, because at least we know that we have, like, you know, similar interests. Sorry, I think I was supposed to be meeting my sister at 2 for lunch, but I think she's coming to pick me up, but she also hasn't texted me yet. Okay, that's good. So I'm going to wait for her to We can wrap up. up. Um, It's been a while. I know, you're going to have to re-listen to this. I know, I'm excited. Um, Um, But yeah, are there any last things that we can cover? This is really interesting to me. Um, I know know nothing about TV and film. And like, you know, I'm always, people are always like, are you interested in doing TV and film? And it's like, no, no, I'm really not. Like, yeah, of course I am. Always say yes. What? what? And that's it. The chance to make more money without doing as much work, you know. Like, you know, you get paid in a month. Actors for TV, yeah, like makeup. 
buttload of money. Like the, you do one day of work and you make what I make in a month. Yes, for sure. And, and for more my friends like, who do just TV and film, they're like, oh, I'm never working. I'm like, yeah, you had that one day of work the other day. And like, yes, I'm working every day, but you made just as much money as me. Yeah. No, there, there was one time I had a boss who um, I had to sign off. I didn't sign, but I had to like get printed their paperwork for their agent because mm-hmm. in one week they had directed an episode and... Uh, written the episode Mm. and in that one week they made sixty thousand dollars and at that point I was making twelve dollars an hour and I had made I think it was because I had a 60 hour minimum like eight eight twelve or something and after taxes it was like 750 and I was like it's pretty good money and then I had to like read their paperwork and I was like oh fuck this noise yeah (laughs) this sucks it's awful but um but once you get to the level where you're making money it's like oh you can breathe and you can like yeah. Rent an apartment that has natural light. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not a shoebox. Yeah. Um, you can be like, oh, I have two hours to kill and it's snowing outside, but I don't want to buy anything. Yeah. So I will walk around. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Just take a little walk. Um, I haven't been a part of a gym in like a year. I just like take some walks sometimes. I'm like, I'll be able to afford a gym someday. Yeah. No, I, have, I, do, I do take classes and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, your job is, I'm, I mostly to. sit down. <laughs> Most of me, to. like, spending a day working working on my craft is like, oh, I should stand up at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I um, need to sit down. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I have one question But I question don't hear, I don't, I don't know anything about TV or film. And I was talking yeah. to my friend, like, my friend had done, like, a one-day, like, guess whatever, mm-hmm. like, two-line thing on, like, Blacklist or whatever. Yeah. One of those crime things that oh, okay. have out of New York. Yeah. Tons of actors You have on. all, like, the CSIs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And CIS. Um, <laughs> And he was like, I was like, if I got one of those, I wouldn't know, like, do I show up with my makeup done? Do, what, what do I, where do I go? And he goes, I walked into this building where they showed me and I just kind of meandered around until somebody was like, do you, who? and he was like, I'm an actor. And they're like, okay. And they, he was like, they showed me into this trailer and I just like sat there alone and was like, is someone going to come? Are they looking for me? And they don't know where I, like, like we don't know what's happening. That's hilarious. I'll say like, I have never learned anything until I've done it on right. a set. Um, because again, no one teaches you anything, mm-hmm. but if you want to know, if you I always go to set and ask for the base camp PA, any of them, there's okay. a few or sometimes I mean, mostly if there's I ever like a get a TV job, if you ever get I will a TV call job, you, call me and I can help you. But for the most part, like if you find a base camp PA, they know everything and they'll put you in a trailer and they'll be telling everyone that you're there. They tell makeup, they tell hair, they tell Solid. wardrobe. Don't come with any makeup <laughs> unless it's, unless you're doing background and then you come with makeup. But if it says like, come with some light makeup, like they'll tell you oh. everything. So if they don't, don't come in makeup, just wear like <laughs> a nude colored bra right. or something. So if yeah. they don't have like undergarments, then you're like, cool. Solid. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, like you don't know anything until someone tells you and no yeah. one tells you. So. Yeah. Um, so my last two things. So one is, this is like one of your dream jobs. Mm -hmm. How does it differ from the way you imagined it? Um, good or bad? Yeah. I, when people ask me like, what was like being on Broadway? I'm like, it's everything you dreamed of. Yeah. Like doing, especially because my first show was Bulls Over Broadway. It was this huge musical dance show, celebrities in the cast. And I would just watch it and be like, this is only done on Broadway. And it's like I a very a spectacular of type of show. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, it's so amazing. Um, the, the hard thing about Broadway and living this dream is 
it can be so disappointing and it is, I mean, Broadway is a commercial investment Mm -hmm. and it's about the money and yes, it's about the art, but even the things that you think are supposed to be about the art have always been about the money as well. You know, like, you know, bands visit recouped, but it's also because they have a very small cast Yes, and you know, they have only certain people do certain things so that they only pay them for certain amounts and they don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, no, that's uh, like now a lot of times, like I've been trying to get jobs and writers have told me like our show doesn't have a writer's assistant. We just bring in a PA and sometimes they type. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so Always you're cutting out so many things. You're cutting out a writer's PA. You're cutting mm-hmm. out a writer's assistant. Sometimes now a showrunner won't have an assistant that's on the books. They just have their own assistant separate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes now, instead of four writers room positions that are for assistants, there's one. Yeah. And so then not only does that cut money from the show, but it cuts jobs. Yes. And now there's like at least 80 of us with mm-hmm. my same level of experience who are unemployed. Yeah. It's because it's a money saving yeah. thing and you, and you get it from a business perspective, yeah. but you're also like, is that Ugh. what it's about? Yeah. And it's like training the well, next this generation. Looks like crap, you know, um, Two. It's two o'clock. Which of the sisters is coming? Jen. So she might be cleaning up at the school or whatever. So okay. I'm eating lunch. Um, I don't think I was supposed to. She would text me. Okay. <laughs> um, but something is going to ring twice. Because <laughs> it's an hour? <laughs> this is very nutcrackery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially since your dad was Drosselmeyer. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Um, but I think something that is not... I guess like when you're like, well, when it's on Broadway, it's possible... But the thing with Broadway that you have to remember is that it takes place in New York. and But this has become part of what Broadway is to me. It's like the theaters are old. Yes. And they're crappy. Yes. And they have no air conditioning. And the air conditioning that they put in, they, it has to be put in after. So, like, you know, our dressing room just has a tiny little window unit. Yeah. That, like, doesn't really make the dressing room very cool. And when it's, like, 90 degrees and humid outside, like, yeah. you know, so... And like, yeah, it's very when it old rained facilities. the other day, our whole basement flooded with an inch of water. Oh and that's God. where we changed for the show. Oh, no. And like, but that's just like part of Broadway is these old New York, because there's also like a lot of history there. Yes. You know? It's like the same with a lot of the studio lots that were built yeah. in like the 30s. You're yeah. like, oh, the paint is peeling. Yeah. And I feel like at any moment the building could collapse. Yeah. And also the air conditioning, like it's 60 degrees all the time in any right. studio that has a live audience because they're like, oh, it keeps people awake. And I'm like, also because the air units don't work. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's, you're it's like, also... think of the things that have shot here and things yeah. that have been on stage here. Yeah. And it's like and it's the really old cool. Hollywood glamour and old New York yeah. glamour, but you're also like, could use some updates. Yeah. And it's, but it's also, I think the hardest that the thing that you really realize, like, I'm, I'm living my dream, and I get to live my dream every day. Um, but it's that, like, age-old phrase, like, Broadway is hard. Yeah. It's eight shows a week, and sometimes on, you know, a Thursday night or a Saturday night or a Sunday afternoon, it's just like, I don't want to do this today. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, recognize that in yourself and be like, but this is my dream. Yeah. And it's like, do I not Do I not love doing this? It's like, no, I just would really rather watch TV today, but I'm still going to do my job. And you have to find job. something, like, new in the thing that you're doing every day. Yeah. And, I mean... This, we're crazy. We do the same thing Yeah, you've been doing the exact same thing eight times a week, and now it's been, you know, well like, over a also, year. Yeah, and you have to remember, like you know, it's, it's easy for people to then like fool around on stage or play games or switch things up. And it's like, no, like somebody. And the thing that like really hit me during cats because cats was such this kind of show and mean girls is too like mean girls. Somebody's paid $250 to sit in that seat today. Yeah. 
one person Mm -hmm. and this is their big New York trip and they're coming to see us. So like you might be tired, but like put a smile on your face and sing out and dance full out because you know, we're not doing this. I think, I feel like sometimes people forget that we are doing it for an audience and that we're so lucky we get to do And like this. how many people are seeing it for the first time yeah. and are like, and with cats, it has it to always, be the best every cats, time. It was like, this is somebody's first Broadway show. This is some yeah, for sure. eight year old's first Broadway show. And this might make them want to do this with their life. Yeah. You know, and it, it's those kinds of things that like, you just have to remind yourself, but you like also just like recognizing like, I don't want to be here today, but I'm going to do this anyways, and I'm going to do it 100%. Even though my back hurt, my leg hurt, I'm mad at like four people in my cast right now. I just want to go home. <laughs> my dog threw up this morning, and I'm worried about her. You oh know God. what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's your job. It's, it is, you your, have to do it is it. a job, and you yeah. have to do your job. It's not summer camp. It's not summer stock. It's not you know community theater. Yeah. It is your job, and you are producing a product, but we do get to live our dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Final wrap up. Is there any organization or charity or anything that you would want to signal boost? Yeah, I mean, we always um, BCEFA is the big, you know, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's not just for, you know, AIDS research and stuff because they, do a lot of fundraisers and they put the fundraisers into other organizations as well, including like hurricane relief. Like we sent a bunch of money to the Puerto Rico hurricane relief and, you know, Phyllis women's Phyllis Newman women's health initiative. Yes. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's a good charity that if you want to donate or help, it will go to good places. That's good. Um, you know, and then of course like ASPCA, like, yeah. you know, help the puppies and That's don't buy one. dogs from breeders. <laughs> adopt uh, dogs. Adopt dogs. Yes. Uh, you know. I know a few people Bernadette like, Peters tells you to adopt a dog. You adopt pretty dog. much just do whatever Bernadette Peters tells you You're to right? do, regardless <laughs> of the topic. I would do anything she told me to do at any point. Yeah. But, <laughs> Yeah. That's great. Well, thanks so much for talking to me. Thanks. I'm, I'm so, so glad it was so that nice you could to, like, catch up. Too. I know. Me too. I'm, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm always glad when I can talk to people who I like. <laughs> I mean, like when you when you like carve out some time and you're like, oh, I'd really like to talk to like someone about their life. Yeah. But it's really cool when you like like the person and you're yeah. not like because this wasn't like an informational like I'd love to know about your job no, which is like yeah. well, so many LA conversations like, are like what you're doing too and like because I you know I just have no idea so I'm just gonna yeah it's crazy you should text her and I'm gonna go to the bathroom yes and this is the end thank you so much for listening I had such a great time catching up with my friend and learning so much about Broadway and what it takes to be on Broadway um If you enjoyed this, please go ahead and follow the Twitter account at one of each pod. That's usually where I post if a new episode is going up soon. Um, As my regular listeners, mom, know, I produce this myself, so it's not super consistent because I also have a full-time job now. But I appreciate everyone who listens, and if you want to continue knowing when episodes are being posted... Follow the Twitter, and uh, we'll see you next time.